Welcome to Get Your Book Seen and Sold. I am your host, Claudine Wolk. You can find me at my Substack account, claudinewolk.substack.com. We're talking all about publishing and book marketing. If you have decided that you want to write a book and you're trying to figure out how to publish it, or maybe you've already written a book and you're trying to figure out how to market it, this is the podcast slash Substack for you. Our goal is to give you great tips, by example in some cases, to help you get your book seen and sold. So join us through the newsletter or the podcast today and get your book seen and sold. In this episode of Get Your Book Seen and Sold, we interviewed Deborah Shepard, who is a brand new author, and she has published her first book in her 70s. She also used hybrid publishing. So I thought it would be a great example for you to learn from Deborah's experience and to never give up and to get excited about taking your project maybe out of the closet like Deborah did and publish your first book. Her story is extremely inspiring and informative. Hope you enjoy it. With us today is Deborah Shepard. She is the brand new author of So Happy Together. It's her first book. And you can find her at her website, Deborah Shepard Writes. And I'm going to spell Shepard, S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. You can find her there. And we're so happy to have her. She's going to talk to us about her brand new book, as well as her specific publishing process. So we're so happy to have her. Thank you for being here, Deborah. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here to talk about So Happened Together. So um, it, you're right. It's a it's a brand new book. It was published uh, a year ago, and uh, I still consider that brand new. Um, I'm a brand new author, and um, the book uh, it's it's fiction, uh, women's fiction, literary fiction. But when I went to pitch it to an agent, she said, oh, I really like this book, but um, I don't handle authors of historical fiction. And I said, what do you mean <laughs> historical fiction? This is my lifetime. It's about the 60s and the 80s, you know, when I came of age. And she said, in publishing, that's historical fiction. So that was an eye opener for me. So <laughs> I'll bet. Right. Apparently, I uh, inadvertently wrote a piece of historical fiction, but it it takes a woman from a, a young woman from the '60s to the '80s. In the '60s, she was in the flower of her creativity. She was a writer. She um, she was in love. And fast forward. 20 years later, and she's married to someone else, and she hasn't written anything in years, and she's sort of given herself over to um, marriage and motherhood. And suddenly she has this idea that, you know, is this all there is? And she drops her three kids off at summer camp and takes off on a road trip to find her old love from back in the 60s. And keep in mind, this was pre-cell phone, pre-social media, so she didn't even know if he was still there. And you'll have to read to find out if you want. <laughs> well, I, you know, I saw this on one of the sites, and I'm going to mention the site later because I know you contribute to it. And uh, all the comments were, I ripped through it. I couldn't put it down. And that, you know, that's enough for me. I'm like, okay, I got to yeah. read this book. Yeah. So yeah. I also ripped through it. And uh, I thought it was terrific. Uh, and I, I would also describe it as a coming-of-age novel and a very yes. honest and passionate one, actually. Right. Yeah, you didn't you didn't pull any punches. I'm wondering how the no, family felt about that. Interesting. Uh, my son hasn't read it, and probably won't. Um, my daughter read it and um, and liked it, and um, I had 
elderly aunts who said, oh, I'm too old for this. <laughs> like in their 90s. You know? Oh, you're never had, too old, Deborah. Never. <laughs> but I had cousins who really liked it. So, And my husband really liked it. So, that, That's all you need right there. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I love it. Okay. So it is, it, it kind of sounds like a memoir, and I'm, I'm not going to put you on the spot there, um, but, you know, authors always tend to write what they know, and they, they draw from personal experience, obviously. The pain of the main character was so acute. I, I When I read her, her, oh my goodness, and I we don't want to give anything away, but that college age, I mean, it really is. Uh, so it can be so, so painful. And you wrote so well about that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, yes, I would, there were some experiences that I drew from. Um, I happened to write this story um, when I was in the midst of a divorce. And um, it, it was written, first written 30 years ago, which is a story in itself, which we can talk about Please. a little later. Right. But um but yeah, so I was feeling I didn't I didn't get up and leave my kids, but I was feeling that kind of pain then. And there was some pain in the 60s, but there were also some glorious things in the 60s. It was like it was such a fabulous time to come of age um, in many ways. And um, but the characters, some of the characters were drawn from life. Some of them were composites. Um, there are three children in here. I have two children, but some of the some of the cute things the kids said were cute things my kids said, you know, so, so there was that, but there's a whole story. The whole plot is made up. You yeah. know, I never took that road trip. I never. So, so yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Except in your mind. No, I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> yes. No, in my mind, that's what it was. I was fantasizing about leaving and writing this, this thing at night after my kids went to bed, but I didn't leave them. So right. Right. there you go. Yes. And, I was wondering as I was reading it and, and as I said, ripping through it, there are there have been other books and uh, that, are, that have had that theme where a woman kind of goes away for a while. One off the top of my head is Gone Girl, which is a little, you know, a little different, mm-hmm. obviously, from what you wrote. But the other was uh, Ann Tyler wrote a book called Ladder of Years. Yes, I know. And it was another fantastic book about that. And I'm wondering, what is it about, just as a mom myself and a wife myself, like what is it that attracts us to that so much, do you think, as wives and mothers? As Yes, right. And, and attracts us readers, too. Mm-hmm. Um, because you probably are not going to do that. <laughs> but you like reading about a character who did, you know, it, it, my, my book is sort of filled with what if, the what if, what if, what if. And it was so much fun to explore the what if, knowing I wasn't going to, it wasn't going to be my what if, it yes. was going to be my character's what if. Well, yeah, it does yeah. absolutely because, make, yeah. Because there are those days when you just want to, you know, the kids have been cranky all day. And especially when they're really young, you know, you just feel like they've taken everything out of you sometimes. But the wonderful thing about having kids is they replenish that all the time. They give you back and so much more. So, um, yeah. So that was, that was, I think, the impetus for that. And your kids were so cute and in, the, in the book. The characters' children were so cute. Yeah, they were, that, <laughs> they were very well written. I'm going to quote you, and you're going to laugh. I read some of the articles that you were interviewed in. We love stories because we can be someone else for a while. And I think that's so true. And I think that's that's another reason why it's such a great it's such a great book, and it, and it's something that that readers really love to do. They love to escape through other people and and see you know where where it's going to lead 
you know, the main character. And in your case, Caro uh, is the main character. And um, she, it, it really is a fantastic story. And I, I definitely don't want to give anything away. So um, I'm wondering, did you use, did you, were you always a writer, Deborah? Like, did you have journals that you drew from to get back, you know, it's, it's to get back there? I didn't have- I didn't have journals, but I, I always wrote when I was a little kid. And then um, when I was in college, I majored in playwriting. So I thought I was going to be a playwright, but that didn't happen. Didn't happen for Caro. Well, it didn't happen for Caro either. And, um, but then when I was getting my divorce, I realized I would have to um, support my kids. And I was working at a weekly newspaper which was not a way to support kids and you know by that time they were teenagers and you know how would I pay for college and that kind of thing so I went to social work school which is not also not a high-paying job but I ended up um, being a director of several agencies and had to write constantly had to write grants had to write reports had to write up ed pieces so I was always writing yes and before that I was a, a new did a worked for a newspaper um, before social work school and before the community paper. Um, I worked uh, at a newspaper for aspiring actors. So, yeah, I have always written. But when I retired eight years ago, I said, you know what? Um, I'm so tired of writing these grants. I am never going to write anything longer than a grocery list. (laughs) (laughs) But then um, I started taking a writing class and I came home and I said to my husband, I think, you know, I think I'm going to write a novel. And this novel, this novel, So Happy Together, was one that I originally wrote 30 years ago. As I said, when I was getting my divorce, I sent it out to one publisher. I had no idea about agents or editors or anything. I just sent it out to one publisher, came back in the same box that it uh, had gone out in. And um, I put it in a a carton in my closet and never opened it again for 30 years. And it moved with me from New Jersey to uh, um, to me from New York to New Jersey to Maine. And uh, when I started taking this class after I retired and I said, you know, I'm going to write a novel. My husband said, Oh, remember that piece of juvenilia you wrote? Um, why don't you dig it out? And maybe there's something there that you could put in the new novel and you won't have to work as hard. So I pulled it out and I read it and I thought, you know, this is not so bad after all. And it had literally been 30 years since I put eyes on it. And um, in another writing class, I met the person who became my developmental editor, and uh, she was great. She, you know, she read it. She liked it. She asked a whole lot of questions. She gave me tons of homework, tons of reading. And, you know, after about six months of working with her, I had my book. Wow. So. Good for you. So did, did you go back to a publisher at that point or try to find an agent in order to get the book published? At that point, I tried to find an agent. I sent the book out to dozens of agents. Um, some of them just ignored it. Some of them sent me form letters. Uh, one or two said, you know, nice, but not for us. And uh, then I went to an in-person pitch, which is where I met this very, very young agent who said she liked it, but it was historical fiction. So after that... Um, I knew self-publishing was not for me because I'm, I'm a bit of a technophobe and none of this is intuitive. And my um, 14-year-old grandson helped me set up my author webpage. So <laughs> it's right. very nice. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> Good job. Sweet kid. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so I knew that I, I was, you know, I was going to, my head would pop off if I had to do self-publishing. Um, and I was probably not going to be picked up by um, one of the big five. And, um, you know, I know there are also small press publishers, but I just, you know, with the agents not biting, I thought, 
I don't know. So I went to a panel given by the Maine Writers and Publishers Alliance, which is really wonderful. And there was a woman there who talked about hybrid publishing, which is something I knew nothing about and um, sounded intriguing, really, because it's a partnership between the publisher and the and the author. And um, I decided that that I would try to go that way after talking to her. Um, she was very nice. She lives in my town and, and we had coffee together. This was pre pre COVID. And um, I decided I would apply to She Writes Press. Nice. Okay, so that's the name of the hybrid publisher, She Writes Press. And right. for those people in the audience who don't know what hybrid publishing is, is there can you describe it? Sure. It, as I said, it's a partnership. Um, basically, the author um, pays pays a certain sum of money up front. Um, the publisher uh, designs the books, prints the books, copyright, uh, copy edits the books in some cases, proofreads the books, um, has somebody design the interior, has somebody design the cover, um, goes, has a traditional distributor, Ingram, Ingram uh, distri- distribution, which distributes your books to um, bookstores, um, Amazon, etc. So you have all of those parts of the traditional publishing, um, and then you get to keep a larger royalty than than you would with um, with traditional press. But you know, as I said, there is some money that you front up. You know, that you front yes. to have the book. Yes, and I'm finding that different hybrid publishers maybe do it a little differently, but the idea is essentially the same. There's a there's a partnership. Maybe you're not getting an author uh, advance, but you're you're going to get more on the royalty the- end. Right. 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 Got it. And then you're also paying for some of these other things. Right. Right. For right. the book cover and for you know, whatever. So however it works. Right. But that's great. And, and also, the, also the printing and uh, yeah. And, po- you know, postage and those kinds of things. I think those are those are things that uh, traditional publishers generally take care of. Got it. And how was that process for you then? You said that you definitely didn't want to do self-publishing. So the hybrid publishing was a was a better process for you? It was a better process for me. Um, this particular company uh, produces a really classy product, I think. I, I love the covers. Um, when when the cover, you know, when I had choices, a choice of nine covers and they sent them to me, my first reaction was, oh, I hate all of them. <laughs> and then, right. And then I looked, you know, and I could have had some feedback if I wanted to, right, to, that that was a possibility. But I let, let it sit for a while and I looked at my cover and I looked at the, the different covers and I found one that actually the artist had captured the whole story in the cover and mm. it was truly amazing. And so I immediately okayed that cover. And that turned out to be to be the one. It's a fantastic cover. And again, we're, we're speaking with Deborah Shepard. She's the author of So Happy Together, which is a, a new book that's out that is anywhere books are sold that you can find it. And um, yeah, the book cover is fantastic. I agree. And I, you know, I didn't grow up. I was born in 67. So um, but I, I can I, I can remember that time, you know, through movies. And 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 I think it, you captured it really, really well. Yeah, I think this is a story that a book that um, people who did grow up in that era would enjoy, but also people who are younger who want to know what it was like. That's know? right. So, right. Love it. So you so you were happy with the cover, and how about the title? Did they come up with the title I'm, too? No, no, I came up with the title, which is "So Happy Together," and it's from um, the lyrics of a turtle song. 
so happy together. Um, and you were you were probably you may not remember it. But oh, I, I, I don't remember. Know I, happy you together. Remember. So so, yeah. so happy together. <laughs> right. How is the <laughs> so that and you know and it's um it's an ironic title actually. Yes, so. yes, it is. That's that's terrific. Okay, so uh, any of the friends that you were friends with at the time have they read it? Um, you know, this is one advantage to having your um, book sit in a closet for 30 years, <laughs> because the friends I had at that time are either really, really old right. or uh, have died. So, um, you know, I don't have to worry, you know, that the people might recognize themselves in there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that is one advantage. But that's a, a I'd like you to speak to that because people a lot of people have the dream of actually publishing writing a book and and you did it um at, a, at an older age mm-hmm. yeah was it something that there's been a burning desire I didn't know it was a burning desire until I you know as I said I pulled it out and I just said you know this is this is good I need mean, and and then you know I got caught up in the publishing thing and it was um it was very exciting and I think and also, I was there was a, there was an ego thing going on because I was thinking, oh, you know, look at me, I'm 74 years old, my book is coming out, and how special is that? And then it's so interesting because the she writes press authors, there's so many authors who are my age or even older or just a little bit younger, which is wonderful actually. Um, and then there are young, much younger authors as well. Um, and one of the things that She Writes Press has given me is this community of authors, and that is completely priceless. It's just, um, it's just wonderful. But anyway, uh, yeah, so, you know, my feeling was, um, I'm going to be 74 anyway, hopefully. Why not be 74 and a published author, you know? Absolutely, so. absolutely. Uh, I, I love that. I love that that you you've achieved your this goal. And, and it sounds to me like you're you're going to continue. Do you have another book in mind? Yes, I do. Not only in mind, but written. Actually, Um, I have a memoir, and um, she actually um, she writes. Press has agreed to publish it in in the fall of twenty twenty four. Wow! So I should live so long, right? (laughs) (laughs) You will. You will. You look very young. (laughs) <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, and um, on on a good day, I feel young. But um, so I'm hoping that um, yeah, that that this memoir right now, my uh, the developmental editor I worked with on the novel has has the the memoir for the second read through. So we'll see what happens with that. Fantastic! That's awesome. And mm-hmm. I love that you mentioned that she writes has brought you connected with other female writers. I didn't realize that that was part of the hybrid publishing dynamic. I, I don't know if it is with every company, but it certainly is with this one. We have our own website. I mean, our own Facebook page. Uh, with they, she writes has a website, but we, we have our own Facebook page. We also have, um, I've published in 2021. So there's a 2021 cohort. We have our own Facebook page as well. And we meet monthly, you know, on Zoom. Um, and I've come to know authors as far away as Australia and New Zealand and uh, Norway, um, and a couple that a couple you know local. We have been actually there are ten writers in Maine who are she writes writers, and we have zoomed and we're going to get together hopefully in the fall. So that's very exciting. It sure is. Uh, how, how important is that having that kind of community of support? I think it's it's completely 
um, important to this, to, to my experience of publishing. Um, I have, you know, I have friends, I have close friends, but they're not writer friends. And some of them don't get it, but I can be with, uh, with my sister authors and say a couple of words and everybody knows mm -hmm. this, you know, the publishing and marketing of the book has been like a roller coaster. And so they're there to cheer all accomplishments. And they're also there to, to buck up my spirits, you know, and we buck up each other's spirits when we're, when we're down because something, you know, something happened or something didn't happen. Um, you know, we didn't sell enough. We didn't sell as many books as we wanted, or we don't have as many reviews on Amazon as we'd like. Um, and we're there, you know, we're, we're there to, um, we have each other's backs. Yep. And we also, we also, um, we also um, promote each other's books, which is wonderful. Absolutely. And speaking of that, you mentioned marketing. Have you had any really fantastic marketing ideas that really landed for the book? I'm putting you on the spot here. Yeah, I know. Um, I think the book club blog tours um, yes. worked really well for me. Um, I had a lot of uh, a lot of hits or likes or whatever on um, on my on Facebook. Some Facebook ads. I don't know if they translated into sales. That was hard to find out. Um, she Rides Press did a one year anniversary ebook for ninety nine cents in in April. And when my book was ninety nine cents, I you know I I hit a lot of. Um, milestones i guess in in amazon you know in terms of of uh, my rating with amazon um so that was nice i just i don't also uh want people to know it's not just amazon where you can buy the book you can buy it wherever you buy books especially your independent bookstores who really need our help absolutely yeah and that's anyway, yeah, yeah. The, the benefit of ingram's ingram right right yeah that's a tr traditional distributor so they do their thing right. and that's libraries too Yes, it is libraries. You can get it, you know, if, if your library doesn't have it, ask for it. Yep, absolutely. Well. Terrific. Uh, the other question I had for you is the um, Goodreads. So I took a look at your Goodreads page and you did some great, I don't know, did you, I don't know if you wrote up the summary of the book, but I thought the summary of the book on Goodreads was fantastic. I did write up. The, it's, the, it's the one on the back of the book, I think. Nice. Right? The one in the, that says set in the sex, drugs and rock and roll 60s, which uh, which <laughs> kind of got me in trouble with Amazon because they, you know, they, they they put you in genres and they put me in historical erotica. Oh, geez. Which oh, got geez. me hysterical. <laughs> so it, I, had to do, I had to do some manipulating with, with Amazon to get them to change that. And they did. But um, it's not erotica. No, but you got to stay on that stuff. You know? I, I know. Yeah, I know. for sure. Yeah. So, so Goodreads did a, it. Do you find that that's a good place for you to go to promote the book? Do you, are you happy with that platform? I'm happy with that platform. Um, I've had people um, post reviews on Goodreads and I think that's, you know, anywhere where I can get publicity is going to be, is going to be very helpful, you know? So, yeah. And was Goodreads. that, was that a surprise for you that, that, that you were going to have to do so much marketing? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. That's what I, that's kind of the, when I refer to the roller coaster of, of publishing, you know, you publish your book, you launch your book, you are, you know, you're queen for a day. It's really exciting. <laughs> but unless you, unless you stay on top of that marketing, you're chopped liver, you know, because there's so many thousands of books out there. Yes. And each one is the, the bright new shiny object, you know, and, um, so you have to do a lot to to call attention to yourself, which is 
not something I'm personally comfortable doing. I'm somewhat of an introvert, but I've, you know, I've learned. It's been a very steep learning curve for me, though. Okay, got it. Yeah, and you mentioned ego. You know, I think people forget, like, you know, women have egos, too, you know? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and we want to we wanna kind of put our mark on the world, too. Um, I think I mentioned when we were emailing back and forth that I saw Anna Quinlan. Uh, she was in Pennsylvania recently promoting her her latest book. And she said something so lovely. She said that writing is important to her for a whole host of reasons, but her children can look on her bookshelf with her written books and they'll know who she is because of that. And I thought, wow, like that's, that's you know, ego aside – if you can leave a you know book like that and your your children someday they'll read it and they really will know who you are or at least have have a, a glimpse. Yes, at my creative self. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and um, I think you're right. I think it's great. Um, I used to follow Anna Quinlan's column in the New York Times many many years ago, and in fact, I wrote a column for the for the, my weekly newspaper in upstate New York before Anna Quinlan did about my kids. So, you know, about child rearing, things like that. So um, I like to think Anna Quinlan might have read mine. Oh, I bet <laughs> I you know, she did. I bet you she <laughs> Maybe. did. Yeah, one other thing I wanted to mention to you that when you talked about the grant writing and your um, your history as a social worker, I'm sure they both they both came into um, play in, in writing, creating a fa- fantastic book. But the grant writing, are, are you familiar with the Outlander season or season um, series by Diane L. Gabaldon? You know, only only in passing reference. I haven't written read it, or and I haven't seen it. And, okay. Uh, so it's a, yeah. No. So those books have been around forever. I mean, she wrote them years ago, like late '80s, and then you know now it's the show, so they're every they're coming back, and she continues to write them. But anyway, my point is, she wrote this book called The Outlandish Companion, and it was basically you know frequently asked questions of uh, fans, and it's a it's a big book, it's like a Bible sized book. But anyway, one of the chapters in there, she talks about how she got to be a writer, and she was a grant writer as well. And when I read that you were a grant writer, I thought, wow, that, that, there, there must be a lot of discipline involved there in order to be able to write. Well, you know what? About, there's a thing about the, the similarity between grant writing and writing a book is you have to tell a story. Mm. You have to reach a reader and persuade them to give you some you know, funding for your, for your organization or whatever. And so you have to tell a story that's going to grip people. So I was the director of um, a domestic violence program in central Maine, and um, I had to write grants for, for you know, private foundations, the government, et cetera. And you had to tell a tell story about why, why, you were, why they needed to fund you, why your service was, was so important. Um, and, you know, um, we had many stories of families, um, women who'd been abused, children who'd been abused, et cetera, and how our organization helped them and how the funding that the government or the foundation would give us would help us reach more people. So it's, it's about persuasion, right? Yeah. So it was all, I know you hated it, but it was practice. I didn't hate it. Okay. I got to hate it at the end. I loved it well, you know, for many years. But while I when I finished, it was, you know, I have written so many grants, I've written so many reports, and some of the some of the government reports were just filled with minutiae. Like I used the 
the paper clips for this program that you funded, but I didn't use it for any, I promise I didn't use it for any other program in my agency. And it just got, it, it you know, it was too much at the end so that I was tired of, I was tired. Yeah, absolutely. But, but I, I loved my job and I loved writing the grants for most of my most of my career. Yeah, and that, that goes for anything, right? I mean, if you do it, I, right. I deal with it for long enough and, you know, you're done. But I, I yeah. thought that was an interesting parallel. I like that. It makes a lot of sense. Well, Deborah, thank you so much for being with us. And uh, again, the book is So Happy Together. And you can find uh, Deborah at DebraShepherdWrites.com. Her book is available wherever books are sold. Where else can people find you, Deborah? They can find me on Facebook, Deborah K. Shepherd author, middle initial K. Um, I'm also on Instagram, but not so much. So I would <laughs> I would stick with Facebook. Um, as I said, you know, social media is not intuitive for me. So Facebook is about my comfort zone, I think. There you go. Absolutely. That's all you need. You just need one. You need mm-hmm. one that you're comfortable with. Uh, thank you so much. And thank you for sharing your story. Best of luck and come back to us when you're done your second book, when you're done the memoir. Thank you, Claudine. This has really been uh, a delightful morning. Thanks so much. Thank you. And you are listening to Get Your Book Seen and Sold. You've been listening to Get Your Book Seen and Sold with Claudine Walk, my Substack account, claudinewalk.substack.com. Sign up for my newsletter today.